Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. I'm the one called Junior. And today's sponsors, Adam Stone and EBXYA. So, uh, Junior, last time, you know, you weren't here for this past episode. Mind telling the people what exactly happened last week? Well, we had, like, an online hurricane come through, so... <laughs> yeah, like, Pretty how... much without power for a while. How bad so how, was how it? how hard did that hit you? Because well, by me, it was, like, 15 minutes of just terrible wind, and then the storm was gone. We had some trees fall, some branches all over, but no rain, just, like, a drizzle, but the wind was horrendous. Well, um, I feel like... I've heard it started in Iowa and pretty much made its way here in like an hour. So the thing was moving, um, but it really only touched here for like maybe 15 minutes. Okay. But there's just so many trees around the power lines here that it's knocked it over, man. Well, that wind that came through the 15 minutes was enough to do damage because that wind was oh, crazy. Sure. That's insane. I like uh, my butt. I was like, and when the, that whole storm was happening, I was I was downstairs. I was playing Xbox. My yeah, buddy, probably didn't even know. Yeah, my buddy was like, <laughs> he goes, my power's probably going to go out. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. He's like, it's a real bad storm here. And I said, not over here, man. I was like, it's beautiful. It's sunshine. It's roses, I told him. And then I go up maybe 10 minutes later, and I was like, oh, it's a huge freaking storm out there. Well, and I get back thing. downstairs, and my power goes out for like five minutes. I was like, oh. Well, <laughs> that was the thing. It was sunny. It was clear. It was calm. And then all of a sudden, this you see the trees move a little bit. Like two, three minutes later, it was like horrible wind and it was like a little bit darker. And then it just cleared up and went back to sunny. And I'm like, what in the hell? Where did that come out of? <laughs> yeah, I had no clue there was any sort of storm coming or <laughs> like I was under a storm. And then I didn't even think it was going to be that bad until later in the day. I think it felt like it got a lot worse. And then was it the following day, Junior's like, yeah, my power's out for like, <laughs> for like a week. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah so, because... so back to what caused the whole conversation here. Junior's power going out and then taking forever to fix it because I guess there was a reporting issue with Nipsco. Yeah, but I mean... There was a couple of trees that took out basically the was, whole was, circuit. Like every every span from trees were just falling on it. It took a nice minute of work to get it back. I could imagine like a, a week or so without power. I don't. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, it's not that <laughs> bad. You get used to it. You just read. My fiance's parents lived down the street. They had power, so we just went there, ate, chilled, and then came back, slept. slept you know, sweaty because it, it was hot. <laughs> it feels like my apartment must be in a good spot because you go very little distance in any direction and there's power going out here and there. We don't have a generator here. It's we're, we're connected to the grid. There's no backup, but Sarah's mom, not that far away. She loses power all the time. Go over on Hilltop, which is literally like across the street. You go across Fairbanks. That's the main crossroad right next to the apartment. You go across there, power's out. You come over here, power's on <laughs> so i'm like wow and i don't know i i picked a good little corner i guess because i don't i don't get the power failures you got the you got the the good 
the good section. Almost like uh, what it sounds like Junior's fiance's parents. How is it like, you know, like there's the whole street and they got, they have the nice, you know, or was it a block over you said? That uh, block was like popping. It, it is a block over, but it's a long block. But what well, do did you guys they have power or did they have like sure. Generac or something? No, what's going on is I think you guys are both in the same situation where you guys live close to the sub. So yeah. It's, it's less chances for something to fall on those wires for you guys. Right. Well, despite uh, Junior's power going out, did you at all ride bike while this whole sort of uh, mess was going on? Were you trying to, like, keep fit? Um, COVID mess? Or are you talking about uh, power Just mess? power outage mess. Like, did that, like, kind of also push oh, you my... to, like, try and ride bike or something? No. No, I rode my bike to my fiance's parents' house. Yeah, I got a pretty nice Jenner. <laughs> oh, yeah? What, what happened? Well... I was using my mountain bike, and those have the metal pegs on the pedal. And my foot just slipped because the shoes weren't really grippy. Mm, nice. It hit, yeah, it hit my shin pretty good. You know, knock on wood, I haven't done that on mine, but mine also have the metal stud sticking out. I don't want to. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> Sounds like a, a bit of a like a horror movie as opposed to <laughs> a freaking... Yeah, I had blood running down my leg, and then I came. I was at home just chilling, and everybody slowly was like making their way back. I was chilling in the dark with a bloody leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> like, People walk in Junior's house, you're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> this is a blood trail. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, you're not going to clean that? I was like, no, nah, the blood's running. It's, it's rinsing it out. <laughs> but I, I definitely learned my lesson with that because I got a nice little infection on my arm now because of a scratch. How'd yeah. that happen? Just, I got a scratch on my arm. Thought I cleaned it up, but I probably didn't. Yeah, I just used like regular dish soap. So, gotta use Neosporin, guys. Jeez. You know, I never use Neosporin unless I'm putting a bandage over like a deep cut. Maybe I'll put a little on it that time, but other times I just scrub it out with some soapy water and it hurts and then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it's like a bad cut, I just I suck it up and I spray alcohol on it and it just burns for a long time. <laughs> well, I, I just, guess it probably also depends on what you cut yourself on. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But just like growing up when like skateboarding and biking, it's just like there was so many injuries. There was never like cleaners around. So I'm just used to like riding it out, you know? I rode with, rode with a broken leg for like a day or two. So, <laughs> yeah, get get into that. How'd you how'd you? Break I think your I already leg? have. Are you? Ha- I possibly we, we I touched did. on it season one. I mean, like that's basically I went too far past the landing on a jump, landed on my feet. Uh, well, I was riding my bike, went too far on a jump, landed on my feet, and then broke my fibula, which is just like that small one that um, it's like a balancer, basically. I mean, what, what? It's a small one. It doesn't matter much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then really... shortly after that, I broke my wrist, which I only knew to go to the doctor because I was like, hmm, this pain's a little similar to that break I had last time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Ty- Tyler, have you uh, have you had any sort of bad bike accidents? I mean, I know you've like rode bike for years. I mean, you I... did BMXing. I mean, you even do motorbikes. Uh... Well, again. Knock on wood. I haven't broke a bone or injured myself, but I have had some pretty bad spills where I'm pretty surprised that nothing happened. <laughs> but same thing where we're in my neighborhood when we were growing up, there was, you know, the older kids, there was a dead end 
and it went into like a big dried up creek bed. So it had a really big drop in that you went off the other side and then there was a big double and then there was a whole BMX like full blown track just kind of built out there. So me and my brother, that's how I got into it. My dad, he got us some bikes and then we were riding around the neighborhood. We seen the kids over there playing in that. So we're like, well, those are big kids. And me and my brother, we're like little kids. So we're like, okay, they left. And then we went over there and we're riding through all their shit. And we're like, whoa, this is really cool. We don't know what we're doing now. <laughs> so we rode there for a little bit. And then, you know, the years went by and we, we went a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And then all of a sudden they're like to the point where, okay, it's, it's, it's big boy job time, finish school start your real life blah 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 but now me and my brother were like this is this is when we started going hard and this is when i started riding my bike everywhere and started getting into everything and now me and my brother are fixing up the jumps we have a couple of friends that come over they're they're playing with them playing fixing up the jumps and everything well <clears throat> it's that place that you fell on the log and got a log up your butt yeah it's that it's that place that's where the little track was i hit that first double so hard that I went flying up into the air and I overshot the landing and my front wheel uh, skipped out to the side and there's a berm that you're supposed to land and then hit the berm and jump off to the side. Well, my front wheel, you know, washed out right before that berm. And on the other side of that berm, there's another hill that goes down with some trees sticking up and some <laughs> shrub. And then there's a swamp at the bottom. Ooh. So I found myself flopped over that berm tom tumbling down the hill pretty much and then it's not a big hill but it's a small hill but i've you know you went through the shrubs or thorn bushes and all that stupid crap and then you find yourself in this muddy nasty smelling shit at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> so and that was one of those where i came down pretty hard i don't know how i didn't I, it must have been a smooth landing because like i said i washed out i didn't like just smash into the ground so maybe that was what was helping me really but yeah, I flopped over the berm and did all that crap. And then four wheelers, dirt bikes. That's a different story. Me and my brother, we're just assholes to each other, I guess is the easiest way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother, he had a 200X. It's an old mid-80s three-wheeler. So he he's flying up the hill right behind my house, behind yeah. my parents' house, I should say. And he, we're going so fast that he goes airborne at the top of the hill. Now, mind you, I'm on the back of the three-wheeler. He's driving the three-wheeler. I'm just sitting on the back for the ride. We're flowing, we're soaring through the air, and he comes down. The back axle hits first, right? So he lands on the back wheels. Obviously, I just fall right off the back because there's nothing behind me holding me on. I'm just on a flat seat, and I lost grip with my hands. So my arms just fly out, and I fly off. But you weren't hugging him? What's that, Junior? You weren't hugging him? Oh, I was hugging him, but he just he was about four or five foot in the air and just slammed down. <laughs> <laughs> um and then Justin, I don't know if Junior, if you've ever seen my yard, I'm not sure. But Justin, you know where the top of the hill was, and yeah. then you know where the trampoline was, right? Yeah. Okay, so imagine my ass flopping off the back of this three wheeler and then literally bouncing head over heels until I get up to about where the trampoline is. <laughs> like just flopping through the yard and, and you know that's another one i don't know how i didn't break something i thought for sure i was gonna have like a broken arm or a broken leg or something like that because i was literally flopping head over heels just 
all my limbs had no control. I was just do, 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 done. <laughs> just slip like a banana being squeezed out of its peel. <laughs> and, you know, we I've done that a, a few times with my brother. We're like, we go out in the fields when it's wintertime and we're pulling a tube behind the four-wheeler and you go too fast around a turn and you get, like, slingshot off the tube or something. So that results in another uncontrollable flopping around head over heels until you lose momentum. That one, I was in fluffy snow, so you had cushion, but still, it sucked. (laughs) I mean, like, your guys' bike accidents definitely are more gnarly, (laughs) to say the least, than what, like, mine would ever be, because, like, you guys were advocates of the BMX and uh, motorbikes. I guess you could say we were a little bit more advanced. Nowhere near professional, but... Well, I- now we got the whole mountain biking thing now. And I went maybe three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. They got the whole trail open, which is cool, but I was just trying to go at it. I was just like, you know what, screw it. Let me not be scared of it. Let me just go for it. And I've I had a couple nice uh, spills there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like, I was trying to thread between two trees so I was like, just keep looking for you. You'll be fine. Peripherals will figure it out. And then I clipped my shoulder on the tree. Ooh, I, think I, I think I, I think I got my leg stuck on something too. So it was basically like in a bind that maybe if I was going faster, would have snapped it. But it's all good. Oh, so you, so you like sandwiched yourself in there? You know what it was? I think my maybe the pedal got behind my leg and the tree got in front of it. So it was like literally just like a. If it would have been faster, it could have snapped it, maybe. Yeah, so you yeah. felt the whole weight of you and your bike up against the back of your leg, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> you know, that that reminds me of a story from my mom, actually. She did a similar thing. So they had three-wheelers growing up. That was, that was the end thing. They didn't really have four-wheelers back then as much. So my mom, this is, this is one of her stories. Too bad she's not here to tell it. But she's riding through the woods on her three-wheeler, right? The three-wheeler has one wheel in the front, like a dirt bike, and two wheels in the back, like a four-wheeler. She's weaving through the trail. She sees two trees, right? The front end fits. She knows that. The back end, it took both of her legs, smashed them up against the tree, and then the back wheels smashed up against the, uh, her leg, just like Junior with his bike pedal, and pinned my mom, stuck Ooh. between these two trees on the three-wheeler. And my mom couldn't do anything. She's just like yelling for help pretty much <laughs> dude yeah because your mom's like you know she's small yeah <laughs> so that was that was a pretty funny story for her to tell me <laughs> and i'm like well it's a good thing i don't ride a three-wheeler <laughs> well you're justin your mom had a nice uh accident yeah yeah that <laughs> <laughs> i was about to tell that story too because that just like reminded me of my mom my mom she has uh what is that a honda Freaking, I want to say, like, what is a 1980 bike? It's, it was like a Honda VTR. Like, it was like a, yeah, it was like a 250. It was like 250 VTR or something like that. Either way, beautiful bike. Um, I remember when she first got it. It was, like, super cool. My mom was, so it was a bit of a sport bike. And uh, my mom was, you know, she was really wanted to learn how to ride motorcycle. So... You know, back in EC, we there was like tons of always like you know empty parking lots and stuff. So we went to you know empty parking lot. We made a whole day of it. My uncle was there, my dad, and me, my brother, my cousin, and we made a whole day to watch my mom practice. So we were super excited. 
You know, we got the, what was that, the guy, the, the lotiero, the guy with the ice cream, you know, just walking around, just, you know, having the ice, like, uh, popsicles. So me and my brother, we had our popsicles. You guys all buy from me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was, they always walked past and easy. Like, that yeah. used to be a hey, thing yeah. all the time. You hear those spells from the paleta, man? You run out there, mm-hmm. man. Yes. <laughs> you just, cling, 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 and you're like, yes. <laughs> so we oh, got out. Never, I don't know how about for you but like every once in a while you hear the horn and you're like oh, oh shit the le- elote man's here <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and then like uh i don't know what flavors you'd get but my tops were the the lime popsicle and then there was one that was it was like a uh, bubblegum flavor but it yep, was like blue and it had like the little bubblegum inside of it <laughs> yeah so it was like the coolest thing live so i'm over here eating that like enjoying myself me and my brother watching my mom my mom starts right. She's she's small. My mother's like to put it in reference in, or like things in perspective. She's four eleven, <laughs> so she's riding this bike she, she that is like shorter than my mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think she is. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then so she's riding this bike, and you know she's four eleven. This bike's almost as tall as her. So like you know she's got to like try and lift her foot over this <laughs> this nice you know decently big bike. And uh, she's revving, revving the bike, her feet were like one foot touching the ground, getting ready. And my dad's like kind of prepping her like, all right, get ready. You know, like you're just going to use this to go. This is the stop. She's like, okay. (laughs) So it's time. She starts off. She starts rolling, rolling in this beautiful Honda VTR 250 freaking 1980s sexy looking bike and she starts driving it all the way around the the parking lot and she's going and she's going and my dad's telling her you know you need to lean a little bit more when you turn so that way you could take sharper turns so my mom takes a sharper turn where she leans her whole body and then all of a sudden she just like flips to the side and then she just starts rolling off the bike and the bike slides this brand new bike (laughs) starts sliding as she's like rolling off looking like a sardine falling out of (laughs) like packaging it was like the funniest thing like as a kid we're just laughing and this was like a pretty bad spell (laughs) she's like flopping over and I don't know, that was just like the funniest thing when I was a kid seeing her like trying to ride this bike and just fly off like that. That's it, actually, there's a proper name for that kind of accident. It's called a low side. That's just where like your back tire slips out and you just slide out from, you slide on the ground basically. The reverse of that is if the back tire catches traction again, it throws the bike up and then you fly off. That's called a high side. Yeah, that's yeah. where you basically get catapulted off of your bike. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the that's why it's called the high side because you fly over <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah, yeah i've been reading a bunch of like motorcycling books just because you know knowledge is good and especially for that kind of thing yeah and you got a beautiful bike of your own too so i would i would hope you're you're well read on bikes see like i i'm not so well read but you know that bike for example is still intact and uh i'm hoping one day to to learn how to, to learn how to ride so that way um, I could have that bike. Who knows? I might roll off the same way as my mom. <laughs> Maybe it's destiny. Justin, I, I see you being one of the people that whiskey throttles. <laughs> I don't know what the heck a whiskey throttle is. So, so the bike has a twist throttle, right? You you twist your wrist. Yeah. So a whiskey throttle is when you get nervous and you basically death grip the bars so you don't let go of the throttle. So it's just floored and you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, I I could see myself doing that, especially not being <laughs> used to uh, you know, like the speed of a bike and the takeoff of it. I could see myself like just getting like whiplash in my neck, just like <laughs> like being yeah, you, whipped. You gotta kind of know what you're doing, especially on street bikes, because those are geared to be able to cruise down the road. You know, you gotta have a little bit of speed behind them. So even on those smaller ones like a 250. They still get up and go. You'll move pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll be fine, though. I mean, it runs in the blood, you know? My dad rode bikes. Um, my mom, you know, she she even tried getting into it. And she rode for a while, like, you know, pretty decently. So I, I think I it, it runs in the blood. Now, where it doesn't run in the blood is, like, regular bikes. Like, I know you guys had your heavy spills and... You know, you did your BMXing. I was, I'm a casual rider, you know. I ride trails, neighborhoods. <laughs> That's the type of bike oh, riding hold I on. do. You got you to gotta clarify that. You, you ride paved trails. Yes, paved <laughs> trails, all right. Nothing, not trails for those of you, like dirt trails. Like, no, I don't think there's no way Justin, else to ride. we'll have to bring you down to Imagination Glen. You know, the only imagination Glenn I had was imagining myself riding down paved roads. <laughs> it, they have a paved one there. <laughs> it, it was fantastic, right? Uh, a lot of times, though, my spills were just negligence of me, you know, not looking forward. I have this thing where, like, I want to look back and see everyone. I remember a lot of times I would ride with my family and, like, for example, I was riding in this neighborhood one day and I looked back at my parents and, you know, I was, like, waving at them and stuff like that. And then I turn around and there's a mailbox right in front of my face. <laughs> and I get smacked in this mailbox, just face, you know, nose, like, almost, like, you know, pressed against the mailbox. The mailbox literally opens from how hard I hit it. <laughs> You and know, I that, just fly off my bike. <laughs> that reminds me of, we talked about it in season one. Yes. On our way to Eugene's house. That stuff, if you want to put a mark on the funniest crash I've ever had, this is it. it you, Justin was at a full sprint. I was riding my bike. We we were kind of rushing because Justin was about to piss his pants. Yes. Um, But Justin, I, I, I remember you saying something. So I turned my head around back to like look at you because I couldn't hear you looking forward. And then right when you say it, like I turned around forward again, I, if you see it on a cartoon where the character <laughs> slams up against the wall and slowly slides down, this is me with my face up against a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was along the lines of Tyler, I think I'm peeing myself, and then you <laughs> smacked into the thing. <laughs> so meanwhile, at that point, Justin definitely pissed himself because yeah. he was laughing at this point and i'm like bear hugging a stop sign because i didn't move the position of myself i'm you know i'm i'm sitting on the ground my legs forward my my arms kind of forward the stop sign pole is still like pretty much in my face i'm just sitting on the ground just laughing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was definitely one of the funnier ones it, it hurt like a bitch but i couldn't stop laughing it's just in the moment <laughs> <laughs> I was already living, I was already laughing a little bit because Justin said he was peeing himself, and then I smack a stop sign like full blown. Just didn't clip it, didn't brush up against it or something. No, just face plant that bitch. Yeah, that, that was a rough day to say the least. <laughs> 
it, I mean, if people really don't have any context to it, um, well, you know, season one. I, I would suggest going back and listen to season one. I, I don't. Re- I, I wish I kind of remembered the particular episode, but we really get into that story. <laughs> well, maybe if you want to take some time to to find it, you can put the title in a description or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta really look into that and see if I can put that in the description for him to see. But like, we have some funny stuff. In there. I, I, I've had a lot of like just accidents like that. Just, I mean, I've ran into trees. I've ran into uh, like mailboxes, cars. I've had a few run-ins to cars where I wasn't looking, and I just smacked a parked car, to be exact, <laughs> and just flown so then you off. Did my a hit and run, and, and you and you probably left a scratch or a dent, and then just left. Um, not, I don't know. I, it felt like as a kid, I was hitting, I was hitting hard, right? Like it was like front tire hits, my stomach hits the bars, my face hits the, you know, (laughs) the, the hood of the car or like the back of the car, which is like the trunk. And I was just like, you know, so if you guys can picture that, that was like a lot of the hits that I had when I was riding bike. You probably didn't even look. You probably just got a, got back up and said "ow" and left. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, being hit like that so much and like just all those spills, just kind of reminds me of a a certain game that. Uh, and I know it's a jump here, but it. I don't know if you guys heard of this recent game that's has uh, had come out called Fall Guys. Uh, have you guys heard of that? I haven't. You haven't? What about you, Tyler? Have you heard of uh, Fall Guys? Is it similar to Human Fall Flat? It's a bit like, I guess, Human Fall Flat. Um, I, haven't, I haven't heard. I've heard of it, but I, I haven't even seen it. The so, name sounds familiar. Fall Guys, for some reason, has been taking the internet by storm. <laughs> and, uh, Junior, you might like this a bit. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Doritos Crash Course. <laughs> And uh, this is what Fall Guys? Yes, Fall Guys is on Steam. You could uh, yeah, look it up real quick. Uh, For Junior though, I'll I'll describe it for you. So like, I don't know if you remember Doritos Crash Course. Doritos Crash Course was like that uh, 360 game where you play as your Xbox avatar and you have to like run all these courses, like almost like a a wipeout course. Well, Fall Guys is pretty much the same thing except it's like a mixture of a battle royale and this doritos crash course where it's like so it's human fall flat kind of physics it looks but your goal is to not fall off the course but maybe make someone else fall off the course yes so it's a battle royale game and you get put up against like i think it was like 44 people and you or no it was like a little bit more than that 44 can qualify so like each uh, how do you say each course is different and randomized for your starting off course. And you have to get to the finish line before like a hundred other people or whatever, because only 44 can qualify. And then it goes to the next course. And then it's even less people can qualify. I think it's like 20. And then until like, there's like three matches, but like this game has been taking people by storm and it just looks so much fun. 
And it just takes me back to the Doritos Crash Course days where, like, I was literally raging <laughs> at this game because I couldn't get past uh, a certain amount of levels. I don't know if you really remember that, Junior. Hot dogs. Yes. Hot dogs <laughs> I, I remember at one point screaming, like, these stupid Vienna sausages, these stupid Vienna sausages, I can't make it, this game sucks. <laughs> like... But, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely would be a fun game um, when we get to that section and we get a little bit visual with the amateur hour to to sit down and play. I, I could imagine us having, like, a really, like, just blast with uh, with that game. There's a lot of negative reviews. Um, yeah. It's from people that are mad? Probably, Probably. from people that are mad. <laughs> Well, because... one of them is saying that the game's really good, but there's a lot of hackers. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's I, a mad. Person. That's a, you know, that's a thing with uh, PC is that I've noticed that there's a lot of hackers always with PC and multiplayer. It's a lot more common on PC, but it's actually making a. It's actually coming into console and stuff too. Yeah, but so like for example, I've been playing a lot of Warzone. <laughs> and in that Call of Duty Warzone, there used to be like there used to be modders and uh, sometimes hackers too on mm-hmm. Call of Duty games. Well, but modders it, and it hackers was, are like the same thing. It was not really as frequent. And now, when I play Warzone, for example, the amount of times I've ran into people wall hacking and or uh, ambotting where like they can get like headshots immediately has been insane. Like it has ramped up to like a, just a whole new extremity of uh just annoy annoyingness <laughs> like i get so pissed because it's like how is cheating fun in a battle royale game where you have to live like i mean i get that you win but like it i don't know how that feels good because it's like you're not even really trying you're just aiming in and automatically getting headshots or you're seeing where everyone's at in the map well, that's probably because they suck at the game, so they have to cheat to be better. There was a whole thing, too, with the article saying um, they were going to, like, uh, Call of Duty was going to do something to kind of basically hinder all those hackers, and there's people complaining about it. I think I sent you that article, Justin. Yeah, like, they, I remember they were supposed to be banning, like, it was like something like 3,000 people or. But it, I remember recently, too, they had. Uh, with their response to the hackers was like they literally put on their twitter hey guys don't hack i was like how is that supposed to stop people from hacking like what are you gonna do about these hackers as opposed to just like what you're just still gonna sit there and like let them hack still i don't know i thought that was pretty uh ridiculous like at first well Go ahead. Sometimes there's not a whole lot you can do because obviously they have a team of people that are constantly working to patch everything that they're hacking, but there's more people hacking than patching. So yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. an endless battle. It's it's hard to take care of. It's one of those things though where like uh like for example like I hold like Call of Duty to like this higher standard because like they're a triple A title. Like if this was like happening in a game like Fall Guys, which is like a smaller company and you know, this is like one of their starter games and like this is a, like a focus or like a Fortnite, for example. 
Um, but like this is like a triple A title here. Like this is Call of Duty. Like I figured like their team would be a little bit more um folk like they would have a bigger team and they would make sure like these issues weren't an issue. And that's another thing too, I think, uh, for even updating the game and like having new maps for the game. Call of Duty really hasn't done anything in regards to new maps. Like they added like train like a train and then they opened a few areas of the map that has been since, like, day one. They haven't added any new maps or anything. And, and like I said, this relates to it being a AAA title, and I expect more out of that game than any other game. Like, I expect a new map or a new physic or something. And instead, it's just, like, they haven't really changed much. Yeah, that's why I'm not really a big Call of Duty fan. Because it seems like from one game to the next, there's not a whole lot of change. Yeah, Call of Duty's... I mean, we got into it, um, I think... The Battle Royale, that's a whole new thing. That's like like your mainstream gaming thing right now. But that's just me. I'm not a Battle Royale fan, so... Yeah, like Call of Duty, as we talked about in Season 1, if you guys want to check, I remember that episode. It was like Episode uh, 14 um, on the podcast you guys can go back that one's actually exclusively on youtube so if i were you guys please check it out um but we had talked about how like call of duty just doesn't really do much changing i mean i understand like if it ain't broke don't fix it and and the few changes they tried to do were like absolute bombs like they just were horrible and just it did not feel like a call of duty game but um yeah i don't know that's that's one of those titles that reminds me of just Apple, where it's like they don't really change much, <laughs> you know. They know they right. got the fan base. Yeah, they have the fan base. They have the people. They're like a bit elitist, you know. And it's just like, eh, you know, uh, forget about it. <laughs> like I can't even. I mean, for you would think Call of Duty would have the best shooting physics, the best yeah. motion physics for a person. You would think you would have the best of all that stuff, but there's games out there that do better. Yeah, like, like they... Wildlands. If you want to talk about motion physics and shooting physics, like when I play that game, I'm a sniper. So I always like to use all the measurements and everything in the scope, and you have to account for the wind blowing. You have to account for the arc of your bullet. You have to do all that stuff. And... In Call of Duty, everyone quick scopes. You can quick so you can quick scope someone across the map. Yep. So like, there's no physics. Yeah, the it's physics more, are it, weird. It's too much arcade for me. That's what I don't like. I guess. Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty's always, I guess, kind of been known for that. And then the, here's the thing too: like, they added this ground war mode, which is pretty much a cop out of uh, Battlefield. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they did absolutely horror. I, I, I personally, I hate that game mode and I never, I don't like playing it. I think it's the worst game mode call of duty has ever added to any game. And it's just like pretty much like battlefield, like battlefield did it better. Um, I mean, they screwed up battlefield five, but other than that, I feel like battlefield is relatively like one of the best you know, uh, war games out there when it comes to big multiplayer experiences. I mean, me right. and Junior, like, we used to play that game all the time. And we had so much fun um, getting into that because it was, you like, know, it was so real. You know, Battlefield's one that I've never played. And I'm surprised because it's 
you're talking about like real physics and like uh, yeah, real... and, and Battlefield's supposed to be this like really awesome game, but it's just it's one that I've never touched on. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is like one of the best Being titles that out Ghost there. Recon is like one of my favorites. You would think I'd have Battlefield, but yeah, it, I've just never played it. It's it's uh that's a shame, dude. You definitely have to play it. I'd suggest it. But you know what else people have to play the sponsor at? Or actually, we have to play <laughs> people. We have to play the sponsor at. Um, so you guys enjoy a word. Well, people have to play it, too. We want them to hear it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hear it, everyone. Here's the sponsor. At, okay. Adam Stone, a unique and talented artist hitting the alternative rock scene. Listen to him as he jams his way into becoming a new hit artist. Listen to Adam Stone singles for free on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can follow your favorite ghost, Adam Stone, on Instagram and Facebook. Link in the description. And we're back from break. I hope you guys enjoyed that word from our sponsor. Um, I did want to mention, again, we are on four platforms now. So for you guys, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on, on iTunes, and if you're listening on Spotify or SoundCloud, uh, howdy, how are you doing? Wonderful to have you. Uh, but we are on all these different platforms. So if you found us on YouTube or you found us on SoundCloud and you're like, you know what? I want to go and listen to these guys on uh, Spotify, for example. And, uh, well, we're on there, too. Or, you know, you're an iTunes person. You like iPhone. You know what? We're on there, too, for absolutely free. So go ahead and uh, give us a listen on all those different platforms. Or share us. Give us a share. Our link tree is in the description below. So if I were you guys, please copy that link and share it to your friends. Um, because, again, we're on all these different platforms. Listen to us however you prefer. Uh, and be sure to follow us on our social media. So let's get into uh, a topic. You know, this Black Lives Matter thing had me thinking a lot about when I was a child. And just... Kind of, I don't know, it just had me thinking back on being a kid and how I was being raised uh, to at least how I thought about the police. And I don't know if Junior can relate to this, but when I was a kid, a lot of times um, my parents would kind of, in a way, say, hey, you have to be respectful, like obviously don't do anything bad and you know, live life the best is, you know, uh, as a good character and a just individual. Part of that learning, though, was that, you know, there is a law. You have to respect the law, but you also kind of have to fear the police. And to know your amendments, know your rights, and if anything bad happened and you, did, you didn't do anything bad, know that everything's going to be okay. So... I mean, I don't know if many minorities are taught the same way, but I know myself as a minority, as a, as a Mexican, was kind of 
raised under that fear of the police. And I always had this overarching, just, yeah, just crazy fear. That's the best way I can describe it of the police, just because they're pretty much lawless. They're not really held to a crazy standard. And I don't know really how you how you feel about how do you feel how what was the how were you raised, Junior? Well, I was gonna say who watches the Watchmen, right? Um, but yeah, basically the same thing, you know. It's just always like, don't do anything to get yourself involved with them, and then that way you could avoid interacting with them. But also just like common sense, just be aware of like, because there's people in a power position, and you know how people get the power goes to the head. Yeah. And I think that's, like, a big issue with cops, I think. Like, they have this crazy sort of power trip going on where they're just nonstop, like, you know, it's like, you, like you just said, who watches the Watchmen? Who's going to watch these police and keep them in line? And how necessarily, like, in a small neighborhood are you supposed to be okay or how are you supposed to like be pulled over or something like that and let's say they these cops are trying to take advantage of you in a small town who's gonna hold these people accountable and who's gonna really know what they're doing do you feel safer junior with the idea of these police having body cams because i feel like when they added the body cams it didn't it didn't really do much yeah it didn't do much that's because no one's using them like I mean, they use them, but, like, no one's watching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it took forever, too, for, like, uh, a lot of the times when they were, um, for example, uh, getting into these controversial issues. It took forever to release body cam footage for you to see what is actually happening. I think definitely if if they caught something on camera, like an arrest or something there, they, basically, if they did arrest, I think those should be automatically public or something. But, like, think about how many stories you've heard of, oh, body cam just released. It's like, why did it take that long to get released? Yes. Yeah. I would think that the public would have a already a uh, – I mean, because think about it. We're taxpayers, right? I think that the public has a right to see those body cams because it's not nothing that's really national security issue. It feels like a terrorist attack or, like – I think something like a SWAT raid or something, then in that case, body cam footage necessarily isn't needed to see to be seen by the public. I I can see why you would think you'd want to see it, but there's also privacy restrictions on a lot of stuff which that you can't see, like a lot of things that are in public courts and everything. There's still, even though the person did something wrong. For whatever reason, he still has a right to his privacy. So there's some gray area to that. Yeah, that's. I agree with that. But also, it's just like, I don't know. There's just been so many situations that have happened. But it's like, oh, new leaked footage from this arrest. But it's like, how is that really a leak? They've had the footage. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, the the department themselves released it as well. Yeah. What, I mean, I guess it does go with the privacy thing, but... I'm sure they could take measures or something. To yeah, I mean, you have like that. you have uh, the news, for example, that will like literally travel, uh, and they would follow like a car chase or like a crazy, you know. And it's like that's a bit public, you know. So why couldn't necessarily the body cam footage I be think public? Maybe as far maybe as far as family or something, it should definitely just 
get released to them or something. How did you guys feel about the ban of the cops show? <laughs> the the cancellation of it actually. When all this sort of stuff erupted. Do you think that necessarily cops glorified the violence that is kind of happening behind the scenes with cops? I'm not so mad about that one as I am mad about um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because I did really like that show. What? So wait, wait, wait. They canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I think. Or they at least... I know they felt uneasy going forward just because of all that was going on. Ooh. That's rough. See, that's the thing is, like, I don't think... I'll, I'll go on a limb and say I don't think all cops are bad. I mean, I've have, I have family and cops that are cops. Um, actually, several family that are cops. And I myself almost became a cop. But I think that it's... I don't know. I, I wish that these cops weren't under this power trip. And I wish that uh, I they weren't as violent. I would say a police officer is going to be the same thing as any other person. Like, for instance, your regular person off the street, all of a sudden you give him some power or, or some authority, he's going to act different. Now, whether you act different in a positive way or a negative way, that depends on that person, okay? A cop is the same way. Maybe maybe he moved up in the force. Maybe he has more power in his position, you know, if if he's getting to that point, then it's just like any other person. And now all of a sudden you feel entitled. Now you, you think you can make bigger decisions, but you may or may not be making the right decisions. And eventually, like Junior was saying, you give a person power. Now it might be starting. He might take advantage of that or he might use it in the wrong way because now he's like, well, I have this power. I'll do what I want with it. So I think it's the same thing as you got a good or a bad person on the streets. Well, a cop is just a person. I mean, he could be a good or a bad person. So you give him powers. What is he going to do with it? Yeah. I, there's some people that like call for this idea to disband the police. And honestly, I don't think that's an, I don't think that's an if answer. Disband the police, something has to replace them. Yeah. And you know. what's going to replace them is going to be, it, it, it's not going to go in a favor. People that want to ban police, with what we replace them for or with they're going to want to ban them next because it's going to get worse in the way they view them. Yeah. Because if well, we ban police and bad things happen, then now you have to move in the national guard. If things come arise true. and now you have to go through more government, higher government property than just, you know, right now you're dealing with your town. Your town has your police. Okay. You just banned police. Now did you ban your town's police? Did you ban the county police? Did you ban the state police? Okay, what's next after state? If it's you do about, something in the authority above state, your repercussions are worse. It's so just more about getting not, the right people to, to handle the situations cops are put in, say like um, someone overdosing or someone that's drunk or just just things like that. That's They just want to get more people qualified to handle that situation, which I right. agree there should definitely they should definitely be more qualified people versus someone that's just trained how to shoot a gun and arrest someone. Yeah. But I, I think it'd well, be fine if they get someone specific for whatever cause may you may, but also let them be accompanied by a cop just in case things get out of hand. Yeah. I, I yeah, agree with that. We need to be more qualified and we need a more, um, we need a more strict way to say, this is how we're going to punish something because it seems like, you know, you, you hear about murders, and 
we know this firsthand. Someone gets murdered. Okay, now you spent some time in jail and then you get out on good behavior, but you deliberately killed someone that was premeditated. Yeah, that I... seems a little backward. But now this person that's selling drugs, or maybe he gets in trouble for possession. Sometimes they slap you on the wrist and they send you on your way with a fine. And then other times they put you in jail for what seems to be more time or worse than murder. Yeah. Do you, you see how they're kind of backward there? Like, okay, yeah, selling drugs yeah. is wrong. Doing drugs is wrong. Having possession of drugs is wrong. Is it worse than taking someone's life? I think those people that are selling drugs too, they're more likely to be... Um, I, I, I think the best word I can think of right now is like fixed, right? And be able to be put back out into society than a murder, <laughs> you know? Because like but psychologically, I, I think the that... that murder seems like they get out easier, but the people that are selling drugs, doing drugs, having possession of drugs, they're stuck in jail and we're putting more attention towards them. I agree. You know, I, I definitely really... Not to fix the drug problem, but to punish the person. Why don't you put your all your attention into fixing the drug problem? And then if someone, if I'm a murderer that came into jail, put more attention to me how I need to be punished rather than this drug lord or whatever. A drug Stuff lord like is different because that's like, that's affecting communities at that point. So at a certain point, you know, there is this person that's supplying a whole community that's just basically like messing it up. So, yeah, just like the, your casual street drug dealer that's just, you know, just doing it for the money because he had no other options. Then, yeah, he could definitely use reform, maybe get him in like a job workforce or something. That's what I'm saying. But they take that person, they lock him up for X amount of time. And then the person that decided that they're going to go gangbanging and now we're going to we're going to shoot up this car because we think it's the guy's car and then the and then the little kid in the back gets shot and then maybe we actually find out who did that but he doesn't get as harsh of repercussion as the guy that was doing drugs or selling drugs did yeah that that that's where i feel that we need to pay more attention to how we're handling certain situations Neither one is more right or more wrong than the other. Wrong is wrong, right is right. That's how I view it. Yeah, but I agree. in the sense that this person shooting up a car, killing a child that had nothing to do with anything, just going to the store with his mom or whatever the case may have been, I, I don't know, just an example. And then I get what Junior said the guy selling drugs, you know, he's kind of he's affecting the whole community because he's distributing. So. I'm saying he's, suppliers he's more so. Well, yeah. There's well, just you, some, you there's some... the salesman and the buyers now they are reduced because they have to either find another one or go to a different area. But that's that's a whole different problem in itself. But I'm just meaning what you did wrong and the repercussions that we have for it are kind of... It, it's a gray area that I don't think is paid attention too much. Yeah, I think that's a it's a tough decision to more or less like I guess have the official answer, right? Because it's like both are bad, right? And it's sometimes hard to choose a lesser of two evils, but I definitely feel like someone uh can be rehabilitated in a way um that isn't a murder or that is just like someone, for example, like uh you know, like a street dealer or 
pretty much. And um, I, I don't think that people like that, or like let's say someone who had weed who gets life in prison, like I don't think that's someone who deserves to be in jail for the rest of their lives. Now, is that something I condone? No. But do I think that they have to spend their whole lives in jail just because of a drug? No, I don't think that. A lot of times those people, you know, they're dealing with addictions or crazy life uh, depression, and so that's their escape, unfortunately. Um, so I right. don't think a person like that deserves necessarily to just spend their whole life rotting in jail. I think that's a waste of jail space for people who have murdered or who have, like, you know, just done a lot worse things. And well, it's it not only a waste of jail space, it's a waste of resources, too. Yeah. Because we have to pay for the jail space. We yeah. have to pay to... Because these people sit in jail, but they still eat. They still have clothes. They still, you know, they still have to take care of that person. If they get sick, now they're in, like, a jail hospital or whatever. We have to take care of them medically there it, it's not just a person sitting in a room there, there's a big expense to it and that takes a big toll on the community too where money has to flow to certain areas just like you were saying if it could have been you know maybe a little bit of coaching and maybe a little bit of correction rather than just hey you're in jail for three years you're in jail for five years maybe he could have went through a correctional program and if he screwed up after the correctional program then okay maybe jail time is the next option yeah, and but I, for the murderer, he needs jail time. He needs to be taken out of public. As, as for the police too, like I don't think necessarily defunding the police is a, a right answer as well, because Let's make it work. Yeah, police officers are less now, so he's going to pay less attention to his job. Exactly. Well, like defunding cool. kind of just means redistributing to those like different programs that, that I was saying. Yeah, like, if they did that, right, more specifically, it's great. But, like, some people I know, not everyone's as, I guess, educated on the topic, right? And they, when they sometimes call for defunding the police, they're not thinking of necessarily, oh, like, okay, we're going to redistribute the, the way we, uh, you know, have our police. They think about it like, oh, yeah, we're, like, not going to have police at all. And it's just, like, it's one of those issues where not, at least for those of them who are thinking like not to have police at all, I think that's the dumbest thing you could ever ask for because at the end of the day, who's going to ever get justice? What do you think? Some vigilante, like we're going to have like a real life Batman, like pop out of the, the woodworks. This isn't going to happen. See, a perfect example there. Gotham city, the police force, they have one, but, Sometimes they don't pay a whole lot of attention because they have another dude that comes in that fixes everything if something really bad happens. Okay, well, reality check. That's not real. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so if you reduce the police force or get rid of the police force, yeah. like I was saying earlier, there's nothing to take its place. So if something bad happens, you don't have the police force locally taking care of it. You're going to move in a higher power, and that higher power is going to do quicker actions that are going to have much much bigger uh, repercussions, which, depending on the community, depending on what's going on, maybe that's the reality check that they need. But, I mean, I, I think we can fix the problem with better coaching or, you know, stuff like that before having to make that decision. Because if we choose to get rid of police, it's not going to be the right decision. And the people that are in favor of getting rid of the police – 
they're going to learn real quick that that was not the right decision either. I definitely say too, that there's unfortunately like in anything, as we even stated earlier is like, there's going to be bad in anything that's kind of out there. It's just because unfortunately people are people and people take advantage of things. People sometimes use their uh, power, right. As an excuse for hatred and to kind of get away with things because they think they're above the law. So I think, you know, unfortunately, no matter I, I, this is, I mean, this sounds very pessimistic, but I feel like no matter what we do, we're going to have these bad apples, no matter what reform and how I, I still believe strongly that we need to change our police force and make sure that they go through a uh, better training as well as a better vetting process of the background. And I think psychologically, a lot of times, like they should have better tests with that because I think having people that, in their that kind of push out these sort of racist feelings and racist acts and uh, have these sort of ideas, I feel like that's something you can psychologically evaluate in someone before even having them in a police force. Like, I feel like a simple even therapist can tell, like, okay, this person is probably prejudiced <laughs> or this person is racist, and them having that vetting process, I think, is very important. Because unfortunately, you know, we, you know, there is like this big sort of uproar with racist individuals in the police force. And that is not saying all police are racist, but there are these few that are out there and are now finally getting even more attention. And people are kind of like, all right, it's like 2020. Like, this is ridiculous at this point. This needs to stop. You know, I want right. to live in a in a time where I don't necessarily have to fear the police. Like, I've been stopped a few times, and, like, the amount of sweat that probably has come from my head, like, just freaking out just in general um, from the idea of the police or, um, you know, even having background history of the police killing members of my family for no apparent reason has has been there, you know. And it's it's rough, and it's, it's it's definitely very sad to that I have to go through that. And I just I'm hoping for a future where that's not an issue. And in order for that not to be an issue, we have to have these psychologists, and we have to have people looking at the social media. I mean, some of these cops, like you'll just see their social media that gets released, and they're like these very you know like anti sort of Semitic people. And it's like, well, how did you allow this to happen? You know, I think too. A lot of the leaders and the people in the police force, so you got people like in their 30s, people in their like like later years in life. And those people that were in their later years in life, I mean, they went through like the 80s and the 70s and stuff like that where it was like racism was an okay thing to do. So they're like, they have this old mindset. And I think having newer and uh, more up-to-date individuals uh, that are younger and are the higher ups when it comes to police officers, like police commissioners and stuff like that. I think that's important too. So I think that's a big, what, what is like a big issue in, uh, the yeah, police force. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, but also, and maybe they, maybe they already do this. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about how the law system works, how police systems work. I, I don't, you know, but I feel like there should be 
because I do know, you know, every town has a police department, every county has police department, every state has police department, so on and so forth. Um, but I think it needs to be a little bit more government monitoring because, you know, Trump being a president, I know Trump might be a bad example for some people, but he has no control what happens in Chicago's police department, Crown Point Police Department. You know, he, he has no control over what that police department is doing. So, but I think if there was control from higher up in the government, some standards set in place, you know, what you might have to do to become a officer for anywhere rather than just a specific place that you want to become in. I think some more strict ruling and some higher up control might also contribute to some of this because then they're coming from nationwide standards and nationwide laws. Whereas you might, like you were saying, you might have a, someone over here that was hired in whatever police force, but it was all done locally. If, if that person can pull strings in that local system, then now he's now he's put through but if it was more government controlled from higher up then you would have to work through a, a higher up system that you might not locally deal with so maybe by chance of doing that you would have less of an opportunity for strings to be pulled or for corrupt things to be happening now i'm not saying our government if you look at presidential levels and everything and and there's i'm not saying there's nothing corrupt up there but i do believe there's probably more corruption in the local police departments depending on the areas and what's going on so i think that could also solve some problems too i could be wrong or maybe they already have something like that in place but having yeah. things that are pushed up higher with a little bit more authority or someone that's across the country that's handling something, maybe that would have the opportunity for less things to slip through the cracks, cracks per se. Yeah. Uh, I think too, um, it, that's why it's important for people to vote too. Cause I believe you can uh, have it. I believe you can vote for these individuals that are like higher up that are watching the police force. And uh, I forget what that is. And, and forgive us, you know, for a little bit of the, the lack of information when it comes to that or my, uh, yeah. Um, but you know, vote, that's why voting is important, uh, too. So for those of you who aren't voting, a big part of police change too is, uh, a, a big part on, on our end when it's, uh, when it comes time to vote, that's why you have to educate yourself a little bit even more than what we're educated on it. When it comes down to it, it is the person that you're hiring as an officer, but yeah. I do believe higher up control would make a difference. Yeah. And uh, because when that person does something wrong, he can't go to his buddy because he knows that buddy he'll pull a string for him. He has to go up to someone that's forced to follow a system that'll say, "No, you can't do that," or "This is or this is the outcome." Yeah. Whereas, hopefully. I can pull a string like, oh yeah, yeah, you know what? I know that guy. We'll just we'll just let this one slip through the books. It doesn't have to get submitted. Like Junior with the body cams. If you're not watching the body cam because it slipped through the cracks because the 
um, chief or whatever was like, oh, uh, the, the, the footage was corrupt. We couldn't recover the footage. But if that footage is recovered by someone that doesn't know each other, they're not they're not using their buddy buddy system. They're using this is what the book says system. And I think that would solve a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, I think that would, too. Um, but with that said, I think we're going to throw it over to another break. I often find myself wondering, what's next? What lies ahead? Where do I go? How far will I go? We often think about tomorrow. But what's the point? What's the point of not looking at what we have in front of us? Why not look to the present and be grateful? Why do you run from today? What difference does it make if everything you have today can be gone tomorrow? So I urge you, live for today. Search EBXYA on Amazon today to get all of your XLR cable needs. Link in the description. And we're back from that uh, short break. I hope you guys enjoyed that word from our sponsor. Uh, all of our sponsors, by the way, are going to be linked in the description below. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you, I mean, you need some XLR cables, go over to EBXR, uh, EBXYA. And you know what? If you are so curious to hear that wonderful, glorious Adam Stone, check him out. He's over on Spotify. Uh, and YouTube. His link's also in the description. Uh, we have his link tree. Go ahead, check him out. He created the new theme song for the freaking podcast. What more can he ask for? Um, and if you like the art design over on YouTube, well, then you might want to check out BMMB. Um, the creator, Byron, uh, he is really, really good. Um, we've been working with him. We've had him as a guest. Check him out. Uh, season 1. Uh, I think it was like episode 15, I want to say, uh, exclusively on YouTube. So if you'd like to check that out, go over. Uh, we talk about some interesting stuff, some projects that I'm working on. Uh, so, yeah. And be sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment if you found anything interesting. Uh, actually, I have a current... Uh, but before we start and before we get into this, I do want to state that uh, unfortunately something came up with Junior and uh, he had to leave before the episode was finished. Um, so hopefully he should be in the next episode. If not, uh, we'll let you guys know uh, what's going on. But yeah, so uh, probably a question for the viewers out there too. Uh, any like current shows or movies or music, Tyler, that you've been really into recently? Nothing current, I would say. I've been binge-watching a couple of things on Netflix. We just finished that 70s show, and I've been referring everything to my foot going up your ass. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but uh, current movies or anything? No, not, not so much for me personally. I've been working, like, way too much to follow that stuff close enough. There's been a recent movie that I haven't seen yet. But uh, re the trailer actually just dropped, I think, yesterday. And the movie is The Batman. Now, it's with, uh, I forget the name of the actor. His name's like Pat, Pat something. Oh, gosh. Okay, Robert Pattinson. 
is the new Batman. And uh, I was afraid. I'm not going to lie. Because this guy, he played in Twilight. Um, I've seen a trailer for that last night. Yeah. And uh, at first, I was super... I was scared. I was scared with Robert Pattinson. Like, cause, like I said, he played Twilight. I don't take this guy seriously. And when I seen <laughs> that trailer last night, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, Well, yes. hey, every actor's got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, true, true. I mean, but my goodness, am I excited for this new Batman movie. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be dark. Um, it's not connected to the DC universe in the way of the Justice League. Like how that Batman, which is Ben Affleck, uh, is connected, unfortunately. But kind of fortunate, I guess, because it it's going to spawn a new Batman trilogy that's uh, a lot more dark. So I'm very excited for that. So what did you think of the trailer when you seen it? Oh, it was. it definitely seemed like it was going more dark. And I, I think for Batman and the whole Gotham City scene and everything, that's... I like when they go to that direction. It was kind of like when they released the new Joker movie. It was super dark and everything, so it kind of tied into everything really well. So looks pretty awesome. What did you think of the new Batmobile? Did you like it? What's, what's, the, what's the thought? I didn't see it too much, but one thing that I couldn't stop laughing at, um, in the trailer, there was this scene where there was a lot of bitch slapping, and I was laughing. <laughs> oh, was it when he beats the guy down, and he's like, I'm vengeance yeah, afterwards? Yeah, takes him, and she's like, smack, 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 smack. <laughs> and the dude's on the ground, I was like, oh my gosh, and everyone's just staring like, at him all the way. He, he, he needed more of that going on. <laughs> yeah, and then he just straight up just says, I'm vengeance. I'm like, oh my gosh. The classic <laughs> scene that I didn't realize was almost in every Batman is that... Uh, the scene where the guy asks, like, oh, who are you? And then he normally says, I am Batman. And uh, they change it up, and he says, I am Vengeance, after ruthlessly beating this uh, <laughs> this criminal. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, then. But I'm definitely really excited. Right? The new Batmobile looks really cool because uh, it's like this muscle car. And, um, yeah, it was... Absolutely, I don't know. It's something about it. Just it seems real. It seems gritty, yet it also has this feeling where, like, okay, like this is this Batman guy that like is into this paraphernalia, like of like all this Batman stuff, or like about bats. And what also what I liked about it is that it's following a specific uh, comic book for comic book geeks out there. The Long uh, Halloween, I believe it was called. The specific. Um, batman uh comic itself so like that's it's and that comic is very detective like oriented if i pronounce mm. that correctly so um that's kind of cool because that's batman's roots you know he's this detective overall else and um to kind of go back to that sort of um curiousness uh, of the Batman franchise it's going to be really cool. And there's supposed to be a lot of villains too. So the individual that you've seen with the tape around their face, that's that's the Riddler. Um, and you yeah. have, I believe, Penguin's going to be in this film as well. And you got some good 
villains that are going to be introduced in in the new Batman. And I'm excited to see these villains kind of take light because as much as I love Joker, I don't really want to see a Joker again just yet. I want it to sort of be new with the villains that they use. Like, I want to see Mr. Freeze come back to the big screen. I don't know if you... Have you seen the Batman, Tyler, that was... uh, The Batman with... George Clooney. I've seen all the Batmans. Okay, so the one with George Clooney and Iceman. Do you remember uh, also Arnold Schwarzenegger? What did you think about that when you've seen it recently? Weird for Batman? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When he whips out the Bat card and he's like, never leave the cave without it. I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, all right, I just cringe super hard. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know why they felt the need to uh, in those Batman films to like just zoom up on like the crotch and then <laughs> I think that was like yeah. the notorious Batman with the Batman nipples like <laughs> they added the nipples on the on the um, suit <laughs> it's like why like the hell you would you to- add that <laughs> that little detail in there huh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, and uh, <laughs> and then I remember the skating when there's like they're trying to fight the Iceman. They're like skating in this museum. <laughs> like this is so cringy. I when I was a yeah. kid, I like I didn't even look twice or like think twice of like, oh, this is like cringy. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is Batman. This is who he is. And, like, (laughs) I remember, like, when people would, like, trash on it. I was like, why does no one like this Batman? And then as I got older, I was like, oh, because it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because it sucks. Good one right there. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't really say that Arnold Schwarzenegger did a bad job as – Mr. Freeze. No, it was just, they were getting a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was just bad. It was a bad script. I would like to see, maybe it's against popular belief, but I'd like to see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger come back as Mr. Freeze. I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe they can remaster that. Either remaster it or just literally just add in, like, let's say this new Batman franchise. If they did... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze again. I think that would be cool. Just scratch the cheesy lines out and make it a little bit more gritty, a little bit more, you know, realistic. That one, I feel like that last Batman uh, with George Clooney, you could tell that they were probably really gearing towards, like, their kids' fandom, you know, like just trying to, like, get the kids interested right. in the film. Um, But overall... I don't know. And, and are you getting tired of seeing Batman? Because we are going to see Batman in the new Flashpoint movie that's going to come out. It's going to be, and this is actually exciting. You know, uh, the original Batman, Michael Keaton, who played mm-hmm. in the first Batman? Well, he's coming to reprise his role as Batman in the new Flash Um because it takes point as in the Flashpoint, and the Flashpoint, for those of you who aren't comic book geeks, uh, is like sort of time traveling. So in in different sort of universes. So this Batman that he's playing is sort of the 
I want to say like a Nick Fury in in like in the Marvel movies, like where he kind of is bringing a team together. So that's cool Ooh, to right. see him come back. And Ben Affleck is coming back for one last Batman role in this Flashpoint series as well. But my point is, is there's a whole lot of Batman. So are you getting tired of Batman personally, Tyler? I, I've, I'm i a pretty big Batman fan, so probably not. <laughs> and okay. honestly, I'm, I'm more for... I don't... I don't pay attention to the actors so much. Um, I'm more just the content of the movie. And if it's done well, then I like it. <laughs> yeah. I... But no, I don't I don't know if there can be too much Batman. I like Batman a lot. <laughs> I think it's a definitely a smart move by DC to use Batman cuz I think Batman is their probably their number one. Like he's I mean, when you think of DC, you think of Batman, Superman, like just right you, off the you bat. You think of DC and you think of all the villains. Or yeah. I mean Batman and all the villains. Yeah. Like he's got like the coolest like Clayface and all the crazy cool Batman villains out there. And um I think it's a smart business end. And honestly, if there's the Batman movies are good, then yeah, bring on more Batman. If they suck, well, stop Batman. I, I'm slightly, I'm slightly tired of Batman, but when Robert, when I seen this trailer for the Robert Pattinson, you know, Batman is his portrayal. I, I don't know. I got excited. I was like, all right, I can, I can, I, I don't mind a little bit more Batman. <laughs> um, like I said, if they do it well. I'm gonna like it. Yeah. And speaking of which, Tyler, you might be excited of this. There's a new Batman video game coming out. Have you been a fan of like the have you ever played any of the Arkham Origins series? Like the Arkham Asylum, Batman, Arkham City. Have you ever played any of those Batman games? I have touched on them. I actually got a pretty decent Batman collection on Sarah's computer. Yes. Because when I Sarah's computer, she was like, I want all the Batman games. I want all the DC games and so I bought a collection off Steam that comes with a good amount of them. And I've touched on each one a little bit, but I haven't finished them. So I, w- I would have to finish them to give a better answer. Well, but I, from what I see so far, I do like most of them. Well, I'm glad uh, you have that answer, at least that you, you enjoyed so far, because... Those that Batman so I honestly I think uh I I think it's the studios Remedy Studios that have done that. Whatever they did, it was absolutely amazing. I love those Batman games. If you don't know uh what I'm talking about and you haven't played those series, if I were you and you're a Batman fan or just an avid lover of like superheroes, go over, play that video game. It's really cool, it's done well. Uh they got one of the original uh voice actors um from the old 1990s animated series of batman and um it's an amazing game but the reason why i say uh i mentioned these games is because if you like that style there's a new cooperative batman game actually uh on the release pretty soon and it's what i love about it is it being cooperative like you get to play as batgirl robin nightwing or red hood 
So if you know any of those characters, they are super cool Batman characters. And to have a game that's open world and with the combat style of these Arkham games, I am so beyond excited for this game. Um, and now that you know of it, I'm sure, Tyler, that you and Sarah could play this game because it's going to be really cool. You know, if you want to get into all these old games on PC, they're like 5 and $10 a piece right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but this new game, I want to... What, what is what is it called? I want to look it up. It's called uh, Gotham Knight. I almost forgot I didn't really say the title. Gotham Knight. So those of you out there, keep a lookout for it. That's a game I might even pre-order myself um, just to play. Seeing Gotham the gameplay. Gotham Knight. Gotham Knight. Really cool game. Uh, graphics absolutely amazing. The voice actors seem pretty cool. Um, I guess to understand the setting of the game, apparently it's Batman is dead, and now it's up to Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, and Red Hood to sort of take the mantle of uh, Batman's place and becoming the vigilante for Gotham. Is this super geeky right now? Yes, it is. <laughs> but uh, a lot of Batman stuff just had released uh, last night, so I was super excited and I felt like I wanted to talk about it uh, with all three of us. I mean, but unfortunately, in order to listen or be a part of the podcast, you have to have a little bit of geek in you, so it's fine. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Hence the Tetris theme and all the other themes that we use. Uh, for our uh, animations and uh, any of our uh, animatics. Is um, it from WB Games? Yes. So it is Gotham Knights with an S. Yes, Gotham Knights specifically. Um, so forgive me for that uh, spelling error. You screwed up, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, what can I say? It's it seems like a really really cool game. But yeah, I think I I on that note, you know, I kind of just I wanted to leave it off on their Batman talk. You know, uh, I hope you I guys. Will say this trailer video though it has some really high resolution, some yes. really good looking graphics going on. This is going to be a new twist to Batman games if it's going to keep that whole theming and graphics quality going the whole time. Oh, yes. The last ones were really good graphics quality. Well, yeah, but good graphics of their time. Yes, yes. It's new times now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so of course. My point is they continue in the good graphics. <laughs> it's, but It's going to be a whole different era now. But with that said, honestly, I think we should leave it all, uh, off on that note. Uh, for those of you out there, please leave a comment. Are you tired of Batman? Um, what are some favorite shows, movies, and or music that you guys are currently listening to? Uh, let's start talking as a community. Come on. I know there's a couple of you. Come on. At least like two of you that could contact each other and talk to each other through the comments. Uh, we also want to read your comments and, you know, comment with you. And we'll have our own conversation. Uh, the bigger we can make this community as well. So please share. Please share. Like. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube. Um, but sharing our content is the best way to grow our community. And the more we grow our community, the more community engagement we can do and talk to each other. Um, we have future plans that we want to do, but we need a bigger community in order to do these future plans. Um, but with that said, I thank you guys for listening 
all the people we work with, as usual. Links are going to be in the description below if you want to contact them. I'm sure there's their social media. Make sure you can get into contact with them. Um, if, for our sponsors, if you need any XLR cables, you want to listen to some solid music, you have EBX, EBXYA for uh, your XLR cable needs, and you have Adam Stone as a new alternative rock artist. So if I were you guys, uh, please check him out. And again, please like and subscribe. We're on four platforms now. So uh, those of you on Spotify, we love you. Those of you on YouTube, we love you. Those of you on SoundCloud, uh, we love you. And uh, yeah, you guys are absolutely amazing. And iTunes as well. Can't forget about you. I'm sorry. I love you. I love my iTunes. Um, But yes, thank you again for listening. Uh, Bye.